Hi, everyone. I'm Wayne Cavati. And I'm Bethany Bowman. And we're excited you've decided to join the D2 Nation. We want to make sure you are following along and not missing a single episode of the D2 Nation podcast. So that means you need to know where to find us. Bethany, where can they find us? Better question, Wayne, is where can they not find us? You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, also on Anchor, whatever your preferred podcast listening tool is. And we'll also archive all of our interviews on our YouTube page. So if you want to get on and watch as well, also an option. That's right. We're everywhere. Today, it's the D2 Nation. Tomorrow, we take over the world. But for now, enjoy this week's episode. Hey there, D2 sports fans. We are glad to have you joining us for another episode of the D2 Nation podcast. I'm your co-host, Wayne Cavati, and joining me as always is Bethany Bowman. Welcome back, Bethany. Good to be back, Wayne. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us to our special guest. We're turning our attention to the D2 volleyball court this week. There finally seems to be some stability in the American Volleyball Coaches Association rankings. First four weeks of the season saw four new number one teams, but for the last three weeks, it's been Washburn locked in at number one. Joining us today from Washburn is Jenna Berg. Welcome to the D2 Nation, Jenna. Hi, thanks for having me. We're excited you're here. Um, before we talk about the success of this year, let's go back to the crazy year that last year was. Uh, 2019, of course, you made another national tournament, so the expectations were there. And then you find out there's no fall volleyball, right? Uh, what was that weird season like for you? Did spring feel the same or are you happy to be back to normal now? Yeah, uh, the 2020 season for Washburn volleyball was, well, what, there wasn't a season. <laughs> and so, I mean, we made the most of what we could out of that. Um, and what we decided to do was we did adult teen 101 classes. So we practiced when we could, but when we weren't, we, you know, we went to the grocery store, learned how to like grocery shop as grocery shop as a college student. Uh, we did uh, um, learn life hacks on finances. We learned how to change a tire from coach. Um, <clears throat> so that was our 2020 fall season. Um, and then going into the spring, it became a little more normal as far as we got to finally compete against other teams fall was all inner squad scrimmages um so that was definitely a step in the right directions toward normalcy and then I would say as far as now it's definitely pretty normal um the only thing that I can think of that's not normal is we're not switching sides we're not shaking hands um but I would say in the volleyball world everything seems to be getting back to normal I wish I was hanging out with you guys in the fall I could have learned <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how to change a tire, so <laughs> need Coach Heron to teach me. Ten seniors on this team, 13 returning lettermen, and just two losses in the offseason. With all that talent back, what were the expectations for this season? Was it championship or bust? Um, I definitely think we have an initial thought of always wanting to say championship or bust. You know, we always strive to go far, especially since our 2018 season where we made it to the Final Four. Um, but we also try not to put too much pressure on ourselves to, you know, overperform. We don't want to put that pressure on ourselves and then, you know, be disappointed in us if we don't go that far. Um, but I think with the teen, 10 seniors that you mentioned, um, I mean, this is it. This is all we have left is, what, two more months? 
And so it's even more than ever, you know, give it all we have, um, not only for ourselves, but for the younger kids also. Um, and just trying to lead through and hopefully, you know, get an MIAA championship first and then look towards Natty after that. Yeah, let's talk about that MIAA <laughs> title. It's, it's not going to be an easy road, you know. When you talk D2 volleyball, of course, you always have to talk Northern Sun, and that's primarily because of all the titles Concordia St. Paul has won. Um, but if you look at the rankings right now, the MIAA looks pretty darn tough. Um, we know what Bethany thinks. So make your pitch to why the MIAA is the best conference in D2 volleyball right now. I mean, you kind of just stole my thunder right there about mentioning the four teams that are right there in the top 15. Um, I mean, other than that, having those four top teams, the other teams in our conference, they're no joke really either. I mean, we can't just show up to the latter part of our conference teams. We can't just show up to those games thinking, oh, we're going to beat them, go through the motions, whatever. We have to show up to every game ready to play and looking like we have to win. So I think that's what makes the MIAA kind of stand out from some other conferences. I know there's other good conferences like the Northern Sun, the GAC, that have those like the same style and that same problem. But I think that helps us, you know, be one of the top conferences in D2. Yeah, you're reading my mind. So if you do make it out of the MIAA alive, you get thrown into the central region with the Concordia St. Paul's, Wayne States, and Winona States of the volleyball world. What is it about that region that is such great volleyball everywhere you look? Um, talking about the region, I can't say I'm a big fan of the layout that the tournament does, but you know, it is what it is. And I, I think, you know, we go from our conference, which is high level, exciting volleyball, and then we just get to go right back into it, into the region and stay with it. And I just think that's the best part. You know, we get the best of the best. Um, you don't get a, a match off, but I think, you know, you're getting what you came to Washburn for you get to play the best of the best and it's incredible yeah yeah and I'm sure you're you're battle tested by the time you get to that final eight when you when you get to make it there um right. we we mentioned earlier that Washburn is the first team this season to reach number one and actually hold the spot you know obviously it shows the competitive competitiveness of d2 volleyball I know most teams don't really pay attention to rankings in the season, but are you paying attention to that? And, and is it playing to your motivation to hold that number one spot? Um, I definitely could say that we're motivated to keep it, but it's not, you know, we're not focused on that. It was definitely something that was super cool and exciting whenever we found out it was the first time in school history that we had been ranked number one. Um, and I think that we've stood our ground and we haven't lost since. And so there really isn't a reason we shouldn't continue to say that. Um, so I think that's our biggest goal is just to prove and keep winning and just try and hold on to that by winning week in and week out. What makes being a D2 student athlete so special? Uh, you know, I went to your, I guess, rival school in Poria State, but I'll give Washburn some kudos. I think I always noticed at your athletic events that you guys are very tight knit. You have every other sports team supporting each other at your games and your matches. So that's really cool. But what is it about D2 for you, Jenna, that is really a great experience? I think, I mean, like you mentioned, the community, um, that's huge, especially here at Washburn. But overall, at the D2 level, I think it's big and it's awesome that like the students that choose to go D2 you know there's so many student athletes that could go D1 so easily whether it's 
because they deserve to, or they're good enough to, or they, you know, they want to go as a walk-on because D1 means that like so much to them. Um, so I think it's super important that a D2 student, when they choose D2, they're choosing that because that's what fits them. That's why I chose Washburn. You know, it, it, it fit my personality. Coach fits me. This program fit me. And they had the academics I wanted. So I think that's super important, like what makes D2 stand out. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a really good way to, to say, I mean, the, the little slogan for D2 is make it yours, right? So <laughs> that's, that's definitely what you do when you choose to come here. Um, okay, so that was the easy part of the show. <laughs> and now comes the hard part. It's the official D2 Nation hot seat time. Are you ready, Jenna? Ready. Let's do it. All right, Bethany, let's get this started. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we'll start off easy. Jenna, what's in your headphones pregame to get you pumped up for a, a match? You know, I don't put headphones in. A lot of us don't. We talk whenever we are on the bus or, <clears throat> excuse me, um, preparing for a game. But then when we get in the locker room, somebody will get on the aux and play music, but it's not me. So <laughs> don't have a precise answer to that. Okay. Okay. Outside of volleyball, what's your favorite sport and who is your favorite athlete? <clears throat> um, I like, I'm a big football fan. I like, I'm, I'm a Broncos fan. I'm from Kansas City, but I'm a Denver Broncos fan. Mm. Uh, and so growing up, I was a big Champ Bailey fan. Um, currently, I know Drew Locke doesn't get a lot of love from the Broncos, but he is from Lee Summit and I'm from that area also. So I have a little love for him. Um, other than that, I enjoy watching men's volleyball. My brother plays men's volleyball at Ottawa University just down the road from Topeka. So I enjoy watching that as well. Wait, so you're from Kansas City. Why are you a Broncos fan? My dad is actually from Denver. So (laughs) which social media platform are you most addicted to? And is there an account or a personality that you can't stop watching? Um, you know, for a while I was definitely addicted to TikTok, but I've kind of gone away from that. It's now turned into cat talk because I have an obsession with cats. Um, But other than that, I'd say Instagram is a big go-to for me. Okay. What is the greatest sports movie of all time? Oh, goodness. Um, I I always forget the name of it. And that's bags that that shows that it's not the greatest, <laughs> but it's a Christian football movie, and it's the one where the football player is blindfolded and he's crawling across the football field. And he has a t- his teammate on his back, and the coach tells him that he's only going to crawl for like ten yards, and but he's blindfolded, so he doesn't know how far he goes. And his coach just says, "Keep pushing," and the player says, "I'm pushing," and he ends up going the full hundred yards of the football field. So it's pretty uplifting movie. It's awesome. I, th- I, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name either. I, I can never think of it, but it's so good. I'm going to go look it up right after this podcast and figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> okay, so you're invited to a dinner party, and you can bring your three favorite celebrities. Who's sitting at the table? Goodness. I'm not, like, big on, like, celebrities. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> celebrities, let's say. It'd have to be, like, within sports. Um, you know, I'd probably go back to my Champ Bailey person, and then John Elway. I wish I could have, I was old enough to have seen him play when he did. Um, and, you know, I'll say, I'll say Justin Bieber for, for the heck of it, because nice. Eves, man. 
Well, you, you know, you could always bring Gene Castle and Joy Smith. Oh, yeah, there you go. I could do that. <laughs> They're definitely celebrities. Uh, well, well, congratulations. You survived the hot seat. Um, thank you again for joining us. Good luck this week and, and the rest of the season. And remember, D2 Nation, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and just about anywhere else you want to listen or watch. Give us a follow, and we'll see you next week on the D2 Nation. Thank you.